This is Michelle with The Fringe Following, and it's been two and a half months since I last made any podcasts, and I feel really bad about it because I, I'm a finisher. I'm not one to stop what I've started and not complete a journey that I'm on. My body um, just had other plans, unfortunately. And I've been through a lot these past, well, this whole past year, basically. It's like my body um, has blown up and everything's been going wrong. Last May, I started getting a pain in my lower left side. If if anyone were to ask the location, it would be kind of where if you had an appendix on the left side instead of the right where it does belong, that's where the pain would be. So there's not much in that area. Thought it was back pain at first. Got some tests done. They found an infection in my intestines. So they gave me a really horrible, awful drug to get rid of that infection and every made everything taste like nothing, um, which was great for weight loss. And you don't want to eat when you can't taste anything, but it was a really nasty drug. Flagyl is what it was called. And I got rid of the infection, but the pain didn't go away. And for several months, I bounced between um, the GI department, gastrointestinal doctors, and then OBGYN um, because it could also be something like endometriosis. And with that pain, um, pretty much everything I tried wouldn't work. Um, The doctor... Finally, we decided to try hormonal treatment, and um, and the pain was just always there, constant nagging, like like a toothache. It wasn't at a ten constantly; it was probably at a three or a four. But during periodically, it would go up to a ten, to where I even had to go to the ER once because it was so bad. And we found that um, hormonal treatments seemed to well, it didn't seem to, it made the pain go away. And I'm not a strong advocate of synthetic hormones, but my bioidentical ones weren't working. And faced with living with the pain 24-7 or taking the pills, I chose to take the pills. Um, And as a result, the pain went away, which was great. But then the pills... (laughs) (laughs) brought a whole other sort of side effects. Um, One made me nauseous 24-7. I didn't have any pain, but I felt like throwing up all the time. Uh, Another one was um, a lot of them, I couldn't sleep. I just, I I would not be able to sleep. I would get maybe four or five hours sleep. I would wake up too early, go to bed too late. It was just doing something to me where I, I couldn't go to sleep. You know, I went through about five treatments. Um, one made me gain weight, and that, I wasn't hip on that either. Another one made my appetite go through the roof. <laughs> it just went on and on and on. And I'm still on them, but I have now, I'm seeking nut- nutritional help to try to balance my hormones nutritionally. But as anyone knows, that takes time. So while I'm building up my nutrition, I'm, you know, trying to wean myself off the synthetic hormones because none of them, even though they make the pain go away, none of them have agreed with me at all. And it's just been as the months wear on when you have something chronic, it just 
starts chipping away at your resilience and persistence. And back to the topic of my podcast, The Politics, when all that happened with President Trump losing, and let me state right here now, I don't believe for a second that he lost, he truly lost, honestly, at all, not for a minute. I don't believe that. Um, and, you know, that's a whole nother can of worms and keg of worms that, you know, emotionally to realize how corrupt, I mean, just 100% corrupt the whole system is now to where our votes won't be heard. I mean, the, the deep consequence of that is just, it's deep. It's, it has deep gravity. And I know there's camps that say that Trump is still in charge and Biden just looks like he's president to let the deep state think that they're winning. And I do not discount those theories at this point, I don't, I don't discount anything, <laughs> you know, Biden could be an alien and it, it wouldn't surprise me the way this country has been going. <laughs> um, with that said, I myself can't talk about that day in, day out on my podcast. It's not a topic that interests me. Um, I don't feel it's good for me. And one thing that I realized is, you know, hormones, if they're out of balance, you're in a world of hurt, especially for women. Women tend to understand this more than men. Um, uh, and I, I don't really believe the doctors have ever given us a fair shake where our hormones are concerned. They just roll it up all under the rug. Well, they're out of whack in here. Try this. And, you know, it's, it's frustrating. Um, but for me, I am incredibly empathic. And what I have realized through this journey is our country is horribly out of balance. What we see in the mainstream and the culture is just a true 180 from how I believe the majority of the people think. The minority have the voice, they have the culture, they're suppressing the election fraud, which I think is the number one issue of what has transpired since the election. And I don't, you know, unless that changes, I, I hear people saying, I want to get in. I want to fight for conservatism. So I'm like, well, if the counting of the votes is fucked, I, you could be the best politician in the world, have all the resources, like, I don't know, like Trump. And so what if it's all fixed? I mean, if you really think about that on a deep level, um, and I'm not knocking anyone that's feeling called to that path. Everyone has their own path. I totally am not. A friend of mine is talking about that and I'm not knocking his journey into that. Um, but he's talking about going into politics and, and being a, a conservative voice and more power to him. I think that they need to be out there. I just, I, I can't see any real change until, um, that deep, deep, deep criminality, vote changing bullshit stops. You know, there was so much evidence of fraud that was never faced. And the Republicans who, the old Republicans that were just too much part of the system didn't speak up when they should. The vice president didn't speak up when he should. And right now it's just the old machine in action. Now we don't have that wild variable of Trump that was actually trying to make America great again.
Sorry to be cliche, but it's true. With that said, we are horribly out of balance. The fact that my cousin canceled me off of Facebook and she thinks that she's totally in the right and that's okay and she doesn't question herself. Well, Michelle's a great person. Not that I'm all full of it, but you know, I've I've never done bad by her by any means. Made it, you know, gone out of my way to visit her on occasions. And she thinks that's totally okay to unfriend me on Facebook because she has because she has Trump derangement syndrome. And the fact that the culture supports that, and the fact that the culture ignores rampant everything from Hunter Biden to the election fraud that truly did throw this election to Biden. There's just no other way logically that I could see that happening. That's a huge imbalance for America. And unfortunately, my body is mirroring that imbalance, thanks to my empathy. And for that reason, I am not going to be able to continue in these realms. I can't focus on the imbalances. They're there. They're all over the place. They're in my face 24-7. Every news story I see, I can see a liberal bias in it, even if it's talking about hot dogs, for God's sakes. There's some liberal bias in there somewhere. And not that I want to see it or critique or get critical about it, but because that's the way it is now. And I'm not saying, oh, we, we need to camp it in, never vote again, blah, blah, blah. No. But I can say I don't know quite what the answer is if we don't change the culture to be more accepting of contrary voices. This isn't going to change. And I'm not sure what that answer is. And if I ever do get an epiphany, I will share it. I do think everyone needs to focus on election fraud and those election machines, because that is why Trump isn't in office. Bottom line, that's that's it. It wasn't COVID. It wasn't a bunch of people woke up and voted for Biden. I mean, look at his rallies and look at Biden and then look at it. It's a joke. The whole thing's a joke and it's ripe with scandal and chaos and ugliness. And, you know, our vote used to be able to balance some of that, but not now, unfortunately. So for me, I am going to keep the podcast, but I've had a conscious crisis. I've got to walk away from the focus of the ills of America. And there's a lot of them. But for my own health, I'm going to have to pick more positive, life-giving topics. I'm all about empowerment. And that's one thing I don't want to leave with anyone here today that we we lost and we're, you know, we don't have any power. Yes, we still have incredible amounts of power. We do. And I will always speak up when I need to. But for me and my health, I've got to focus more on more the positivity and finding my happiness through this chaos and finding my bliss despite who's in office and the horrible, horrible corruption that has become our po- political system. And yes, I know it's always been corrupt, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, Trump did win in 2016. And probably the only reason why they didn't do all their little dirty tricks is they didn't think he had a prayer of winning. Um, And then before that, I mean, some say Obama got in the office that way too. I, 
I don't know, you know, through election fraud. I, I don't know, but my eyes weren't open to it. And now it is. And once you see it, you can't unsee it. And I live with people and I'm close with people that, you know, believe Biden truly won. And <laughs> Bill Gates is a, is, you know, a prophet of our time for environment, for the environment and just on and on and on. So, you know, that's what happens when you allow yourself to believe the mainstream. And yes, I was there very much myself, but I've always been outside the box, always. And I, you know, I agree with a lot of the Republicans, but I'm not like a hundred percent Miss Republican. I'm my own person with my own thoughts and my own guidances. Um, I just feel more aligned with their message. I feel that the democratic message focuses on scarcity and I am one that's always focused on abundance. You know, they, they feel, you know, environmentalism, one of their causes. Well, they feel that everything's going to run out and we're not going to have anything. And so we have to do our part to conserve and, and recycle. Um, and yeah, there may be some truth to that, but to the extreme that they take it, I, I just believe more in my universe and my God that, you know, the earth isn't going to crumble if we have more cows on the planet. I just can't. That's to me scarcity, um, scarcity thinking. And I believe differently than that. And, you know, the rich have too much money and we need to tax them. And, you know, they, they have too much power and control. That, again, is scarcity, that there's not enough money for me, not enough power for me. So I got to bring down someone else so they can be more on my level. To me, that's always just been fucked up thinking and not something I can align with. I was a Democrat probably the first 28, 29 years of my life or, you know, I guess as a kid, you're nothing. But, you know, until I was a mature adult or at least in, in my early 30s, I, I changed um, because of my viewpoints. And I feel there's a lot of victimhood in the Democratic beliefs. You know, it's always someone else's fault. Racism, you know, racism. There's not enough benevolence to go around. Only the white people get, you know, the good stuff. There's not enough for us. We're not going to get the right treatment. They get treated better. It's all boils down to scarcity. And I, I just can't, can never and will never align with that. Um, socialism, of course, is based on scarcity as well. Um, but with that said... And as for my podcast, I wanted to reach out to everyone because it's been a while and I feel so bad, but I've had to take care of my myself and my own. And I had a real wake up call um, in the middle of February. I had a, a surgery not related to the pain in my left side. Um, and that's another thing. All this pain in left side has sent me on so many journeys with the gastrointestinal department, the GI department. It's been crazy. And none of them, they've all been about different parts of my body that had nothing to do with the pain in my left side, except for that infection I had in the beginning. It's so, you know, they were doing all these tests and like, oh, you've got a polyp here, you got to remove an out. And so I'm doing all of these gymnastics and tests and cleanses to take the test and they weren't even helping the original problem I went to the doctor for in the first place. And 
to me, that's kind of a huge slap in the face. I still have that problem, people. <laughs> um, anyway, February 15th, I had a GI surgery, nothing to do with my pain in my left side. And I went under general anesthetic. Uh, I've had like four procedures in the past six months and all the others were sedation, which is a lighter form of um, anesthetic. But then I went under general and they decided they were going down my throat with a scope and they decided to use an anti or paralytic to freeze my throat. Um, And it's only supposed to last for five minutes just when they put it down. Well, my body, unbeknownst to me and everyone else, um, lacks an enzyme to metabolize, metabolize the paralytic. So when they tried to arouse me from surgery, I couldn't breathe on my own. So I woke up from a pretty normal procedure, non-invasive, really through the throat, no cutting or anything. I woke up in the ICU on a vent, <laughs> which I've never had before. I mean, maybe in surgery they've vented me, but I'm not going to remember that. But yeah, and that wasn't fun. And I was like, oh my God, this is what COVID patients go through. Had nothing to do with COVID, but I was like, oh God, it was just so painful down my throat and such a scare that you go in going under this non-invasive thing and you end up in the ICU on a vent because you can't breathe on your own. And I was finally able to metabolize um, the anesthetic about six hours later instead of the six minutes it was supposed to last. And they took me off the vent and I still left same day with a sore throat and just, you know, overall scared as fuck, but it was a huge lesson to me and a wake up call. That's the closest to death that I've ever been. Um, yes, I was in good hands and, you know, but what if they hadn't had an event or what if they couldn't have, I'm sure they bagged me for a while before they put me on event, but it, it was a huge wake up call. And I've, I just knew at that point I had to start directing my whole life a little differently because my, you know, even though this was through no fault of anyone, no one knew that existed. Those types of things keep happening to me. You know, I've been in the ER like five or six times this year and, you know, maybe the sum of my life I've been in maybe 10 times before, you know, and we're going going over a span of 50 years. Yes, I'm aging myself. But, you know, when you think about it, that, that's a lot for a year span. And um, yeah, I I don't want to live that life. I don't want to be the, the sicky all the time. And so I know that I have to make some internal changes myself, such as this podcast. But with that said, I will be trending towards other things. And they're going, but they're, they're going to be based on the principles that I always have believed in. Yes, some of them are going to be Republican principles, but not all of them. I, you know, I believe in empowerment for all. I believe in truth and telling the truth, even if it hurts or hurts yourself, tell the truth. I mean, not if, hey, do I look fat in this? No, not, not that sort of truth, but just in general about your life and who you are and what you stand for. And that's important to me. And that will continue to be important to me no matter what I talk about. So as I trend towards different topics, I hope that you will stay with me and listen to what I have to say. I did have some people co-hosting with me, but ironically, when my life went to crap the past few months, so did the gal 
I lost one person. Um, she just got too busy, Ronnie. And um, I got Lucina, but then her health bought the farm as well. So both of us, her in Italy and me here in Colorado, neither of us capable of doing podcasts. And I was hiring out a little bit um, to get it done. But at some point, I just realized I, I had to change directions. And I'm, I'm still in the process of that for for myself. And I hope you'll continue this journey with me. And I thank you for listening. And I'll catch you. I, I won't say I'll catch you on the next news cycle anymore, but um, I will come back to the microphone soon. Thank you very much for listening. And I hope that you will enjoy the places I go to next. Thank you.